What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome back to a special edition of What's Burning Playoff Edition. Man, we got one of the best minds in the game. Kendrick Perkins came to bless us with his presence today. My little brother. Matt, what's up? Stack what's up five. That's what's how happening? I introduced my other Stack, what's up mind? with Matt calling me by my government name? Man, though. I don't know I what he was, on. What you I mean, on today, man? Everything good? With <laughs> 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 we Big Perk, welcome to the building, bro. <laughs> welcome to the building, bro. Well, the play-in was great from a fan's perspective. I understand some players might have not liked it, but from a fan's perspective, we definitely enjoyed it. But we have our matchups now. And let's look out west now. We got the number two Phoenix Suns against the number seven Los Angeles Lakers. And I want to say they said something like, for the first time in 30 years, the, the, the seven seed is the favorite. The favorite versus the two seed. So Lakers, obviously, exciting playing game with the Warriors. They were ended up able to pull that out. Uh, man, Phoenix, I, I I can't give Coach Williams, CP3, Devin Booker enough credit for what they've been able to do this season. I mean, you know, Phoenix has kind of been at the lower half of the Western Conference for a while now. And, uh, you know, you insert CP, they had a chance for the one spot. They fall to the two spot. So they've had a great year. Let's talk about this series, Jack. What are you looking forward to in this series? Well, we talk about Phoenix. We can't forget JJ up there, general manager. He's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Shout out you James know what I mean? Shout sure. out James. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this series, man. I think this is a great first-round matchup. Um, we all know what LeBron and AD bring to it. I would definitely have them winning the series as well, but I think with a competent CP and the way they ride and, and a smart coach like Monty Williams, he was a competitor as well. They're going to take some stuff away. It ain't going to be easy as people think. Right. You know, Devin Booker's going to come out and put on the show as well. So everybody just saying the Lakers going to win like me. I, I think they're going to win, but at, at the same time, something is telling me this series is going to be better than people think. I'm with you. I got to go on six or seven stack. I ain't going to lie, man. I got to go on six or seven. I think the deciding factor for the Lakers is, you know, I think DeAndre Ayton has mm-hmm. take a, took, a, t- took a major step forward, but I watched them towards the end of the season, and 
AD just had it his way. I think he had 42, 42. points on him. Mm-hmm. Like, he dominated them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just feel like they don't have an answer for AD. Mm-hmm. Like, they have some wing guys that they could mix up and throw at Braun when you think about Jay Crowder and, and Bridges and even CP3, right, being a pested defender. I think it's going to come down to Dennis Schroeder, right? Mm. Is he going to be able to match up with CP3? Mm. I mean, we're talking about a guy that, that passed up a four-year, 80-plus million dollar extension and said he won 100. Mm-hmm. Well, it's no more all-star. You can't get an all-star game. That's over. Right. Right. You can't make an all-NBA team. That's over. Right. So the only way that you could prove you worth this 100 is right now where it matters the most. Right. You remember CP? We we, we spoke right. to CP, and he was really high on Shooter because they played together last year in Oklahoma City, and he said he was a competitor, loved him, loved his heart, loved his dog. So I'm definitely looking forward to that matchup. But I think you make a great point. Aiden's first time in the playoffs, although Book's first time in the playoffs too. Book's got some years under his belt. It's going to be a big challenge for Aiden because not only is he going to have to play defense, but he's going to have to produce offensively as well. Um, two completely different contrasting styles. I mean, Phoenix is going to get up and down. That's not really the Lakers' game. Um, I definitely think it's going to be a competitive series. I, I see it going six uh, for the Lakers. But like I said, like, like Jack said, I don't think it's going to be sweet by any means. I think it's going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. This is also a different type of matchup from a standpoint of, of the stars on each team don't really get to match up. You know, LeBron is a three-point forward and, and, and AD is a four. CP and Booker are one and two, so the stars won't really get a chance to match up. But um, who is your – Jack, who, you th- who is your X factor um, in, the, in this series? I would have to say Aiden. Uh, I, I mean, I just that just makes the most sense. If you look at the team, if you look at the dynamic of the team and what Chris Paul and Booker bring – you know, you have a scorer, you have a creator, somebody and Chris Paul's gonna run the team. You gotta have somebody down paint that's gonna make a presence, that's gonna get some rebounds, block some shots, make some noise, do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and this and this and this presence might not be just points. It might be you dunking on somebody and changing the momentum. It might be something like that, but he has to be a force in the paint for them to even have a chance in the series. So Perk, we all have the Lakers uh taking this series, but what do you think Phoenix has to do to push this to six or seven games? I think you know. <clears throat> I think they 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 got to limit their mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. They have to limit their mistakes when you when you, when you think about you know being in the right spot in the right time. When you look at Phoenix towards the end of the season, they ranked number one for us, like giving up drives, like the guys was just blown right by them. So they got to stop there because they was putting too much pressure on Aiton and he was getting in foul trouble. I just think just be, continue to be a star in your role. Like mm-hmm. when you when when I think about the Phoenix Suns, the great thing I love I loved about them is from the jump they established their identity, and I think Monty Williams did a great job of establishing roles. Right, so each guy know their roles already. So you know when playoffs come, some guys may try to step outside their body. I don't see Phoenix doing that. I mm-hmm. see guys coming in and doing what they do. Right, what they've been doing all season long. And I just think they just have to be themselves. I just think they outmatch, mm-hmm. right? They go come out there. They go be sound. Chris Paul is a leader. They go do what they're supposed to do offensively and defensively. They just outmatch right now, mm-hmm. like especially in the interior. You think Drummond should have his way too? Right. Like he should. Mm-hmm. Like he been on his he been on this fucking worldwide tour when he got bought out. Like you know taking phone calls and visiting places and 
Like, you got to show up. I think an X factor, not only in this series, but I think throughout the playoffs that the Lakers are going to need to lean on is Kyle Kuzma. Mm. Who's that going to be that consistent third option? Is it going to be Schroeder, Kuzma? Uh, But Kuzma could do it on both ends as well as Schroeder can do it on both ends. But I definitely think uh, Kuzma played well when AD and Braun were down. Obviously, his shot attempts were up, his minutes were up, so how can he readjust his role, understanding that the two su- superstars are back, but he still has to be aggressive and effective. And I think not only in this series, but I think throughout the playoffs, if they're going to head to the championship, I think Kuzma's going to have to have a major playoff run. Mm. Next matchup we have the number three Denver Nuggets versus the number six Blazers. If we recall two years ago, um, this was the, the, the series that, uh, Portland won in Game 7 in Denver to go to the Western Finals, so this is, should be an exciting matchup. Obviously, Jamal Murray is down, but not unexpected or surprising, but Michael Porter Jr. has really stepped up. I, he was someone I've said that I, I love his game. I just think he needs more reps, more opportunity, more minutes, and he's gotten that now, and he hasn't disappointed. So let's talk about this series. What's your outlook on this series, Perk? I think it's going 7. <clears throat> I think it's going 7. I mean, just because... Denver, they're so hard to guard, right? You already have Jokic, who's, I mean, Greg Popovich called him the the modern day Larry Bird, and I thought he was crazy when he saw when he said it. But then when you watch him play, I mean, we haven't really witnessed anything like him, right? He played the pace slows down to his pace, right? And the way that guys cut and move without the ball, they're sound defensively. And they don't have a lot of household names, especially without Jamal Murray, but they have a lot of guys that can actually hoop. Mm-hmm. Like, you have this little point guard, I can't pronounce his name, he's a, a old rookie. Mm-hmm. He, he's coming in, he's providing great minutes, right? Capazzo, yeah, Capazzo. you know you know, mm-hmm. you know them foreign names, guys yeah, throw me yeah. off a little bit, Capazzo. <laughs> yeah, Capazzo, that's him. But I, I think the Blazers win in seven. Ooh. Just because of of Dame Dollar and C.J. McCullum, but also I I think Carmelo, man, like Melo, no one is talking about it, but I understand Jordan Clarkson and Derrick Rose, but you talk about a six-man of the year candidate, he's been awesome for them off the bench. I think Nurkic is finding his way. They just have more depth. They have more depth. Norman Powell, like Portland could just put up 140 on you. They don't even have to play defense. I mean, they had that many weapons. Well, that's the one thing with Portland is they haven't been able to consistently stay healthy. It seems like they have everybody back healthy now um, coming into this series. Jack, what do you think the key to – first of all, how far how, how far you think this series will go? Uh, I'll say six. I'll say Blazers in six. Ooh, mm. so we got two Blazers. And, and, <laughs> and, and what's your reasoning behind that? Well, I just think the hungrier team – the more experienced team. Uh, Jokic can't do it by himself. He's great. Mm. Um, uh, I'm never counting him out, but I just know the way Portland has been through the ring and up and down the last couple years in the playoffs where they've been injured, you know what I mean, and having guys in and out the lineup, everybody's healthy now. We haven't seen this. Mm. And this this is the moment for them to turn the corner with a beat up Nuggets team without having Murray. I think this is their time to get a good feel this first round, beat them, and go into that second round feeling good. I think this is their year. This is a tough matchup. Uh, I mean, I like both these teams. I mean, we got two two people picked the under the, the sixth seed, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to match up with Dame and CJ. Um, I think Nurkic is going to be huge in this series because they haven't had his presence around him. You know, when he was healthy, he was 
he was throwing up 2020 games, you know. Mm-hmm. So he he's going to be big. I'd like the pickup of Norman Powell. I'm interested to see how Aaron Gordon does. If I'm not mistaken, this is his first playoffs, even though he's got a handful of years under his belt. And Michael Porter Jr. really having the rope now. Obviously, last year, we all know what Jamal Murray did in the bubble. I mean, he became a superstar last year in the bubble, so to not have that kind of firepower going into the playoffs. Granted, they went 13-4 and with Murray out. Playoffs are a different monster, so I'm interested to see how Joker's supporting cast plays. Um, Perk, do you have a key matchup in this series that you're watching? You know what I do, but I want to add to Stack's point about Portland. They got a lot of pressure on them this season. Like, to me, this is a make-or-break season for them. Like, if they don't, if they kind of don't reach the finals, it's like, do you break up CJ and Dame? Like, that, it's to that point right now. Like, how long are you going to continue to let this rock out? Or is Dame go move around? I know he said it, he's not that guy, but sometimes, you know, you having to make moves. We're de- that's a great point. We're definitely going to talk about that later. Like, what teams have the most pressure? And I think Portland is definitely one of those teams because it ha- have, has it run its course with Dame and CJ, or have they not been healthy enough? Have they they've continued to run into that Warriors team to kind of stop them from doing what they were going to do it at times? So uh, that's a great point. I think it's a uh, you know definitely a big uh, playoff series for uh them but who's your key matchup in this you know what i'm looking <clears throat> i'm looking forward to to big nurkic mm-hmm. and Jokic go at it i mean nurkic was traded because of Jokic, right mm-hmm. they got him up out of there and i tweeted something i tweeted something i said the Jonas valentunas is was uh the most underrated big in my opinion in the league because he don't get talked about enough and nurkic replied like you know like a yawning emoji like he felt some type of way so now you get to prove it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now no you get to way. prove it. Uh, Stack, X Factor in this series. For me, it's, it's Dame. Mm. It's Dame. Because, you know, Dame, Dame, just like last year, Dame can run off three, four, forties or fifties in a row. You know what I mean? If he in his bag like that, we know he's not the type of player that does not show up in the playoffs. They just haven't won. He show up all the time. Right. They just haven't won. So... Uh, he, he's my X Factor. He, if he go out there and just explode like we know he can do, this this, this um, series won't even be close. So we got two people picking the six seed what versus you the got, three man? seed. I'm gonna pick the th- I'm gonna pick the. I'm uh, I'm always rolling with Dame. I'm fucking with Dame. Like I said, <laughs> I think that you know the Warriors stopped them from doing a lot of stuff in the Western mm-hmm. Conference, and then injuries have plagued them a lot. But with you know a healthy going into the playoffs, I think I said it a few weeks ago on the jump. I think that that. The Trailblazers were my sleeper team in the West. Like, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if these motherfuckers get hot and make a run to the finals because they have all the pieces and now they're finally healthy. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough. But these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. All right, next up, our next matchup between the L.A. Clippers First, the Dallas Mavericks mm. on the radar presented to you by DraftKings. Uh, this is a matchup that we saw in the bubble last year that the Clippers almost gave away. Uh, Luka was on one. Um, the one thing I like about the Clippers this year is I, I was saying I think they had too much hype. As a former Clipper, they're never used to talk about winning a division or winning a championship. Yeah, that might have been too much pressure, but I think this year, you know, getting Ty Lue, adding some key pieces. I think they've been flying under the radar the whole entire season, kind of just getting their shit together now for this moment. Some people say they lost two games in a row, so they didn't have to see the Lakers, whatever the face it, fact is now. You can't run from nobody now. So the playoffs are here. Uh, they got a tough first-round matchup against Dallas. Jack, thoughts on this series? It's going to be a good one, man. Uh, um, I think the best thing about it, well, the best thing for the Clippers was Luca punished them last year and this year when they played. <laughs> so they know it's coming. So they know it's coming. Yeah. They prepared. They know we can't have another letdown. We can't lay an egg. And we know Luca is all they got, basically. You know what I mean? So we're going we gonna to see 
if they if they can lock up on defense, we know they can score. But I just think that the fact that Luca been killing them for the, like the last eight times they played, I think they I, I, I think they gonna come with their game face on and uh, do what they gotta do and win the series, maybe in six. Perk. Mm. You know what? I'm a little scared for the Clippers, man. I ain't gonna lie, like. <clears throat> I'm, I'm I'm scared because this is kind of like a little robbery, right? Luca, mm-hmm. from what they did last year in the bubble, and by the way, you know T. Lou, my guy, man, he's my brother, but it's okay, right? We 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 know that the Clippers lost those game, those last two games of the regular season on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know that, like that, like let's keep it a buck, and it's okay. You're trying to position yourself to get to when where you're trying to go, yeah. and it's all right. I I get it. But when I when I look at it, I'm I'm kind of concerned about the Clippers, man, because one Kawhi doesn't look healthy, right? Paul George didn't finish the last part of the season strong at all. He did not look good. Mm-hmm. And then Serge Ibaka coming back in, coming back in to me with Pat Bev. One point is I think it's like they may have too much. If that makes sense, they got too much. Like. At some point, it's going to have to be an eight to nine man rotation. Somebody's going to get left out. Right. Somebody's going to get left out. They're super deep. So, I mean, it's like you go, you go play Reggie Jackson, you go play Pat Bev, you go play Rondo. Like, you got to make a decision. You go play Boogie Cousins, he's been playing well for you. Mm-hmm. Or you got to play Serge because it's coming from the front office. Right. You go play Big Zubak. Like, you got these decisions to make, right? But then when you look at Dallas, Last year in the bubble, Brazingas and Luca, they were the highest scoring duo in the bubble last yeah. year when healthy. Both yep. of them was averaging 30. Mm-hmm. And we saw how that series was going with Brazingas in it, right? And then you add, you look at this Dallas team, I don't, I don't really fuck with Rick Carlisle like that, but I mean, it is what it is. I look at this Dallas team, and they have a lot of guys like. You, Tim you, Hardaway you, Jr. My Tim Hardaway. You said it, Matt, when we were on the jump. And then you think about Bronson, right? Nobody mm-hmm. like Solid he, pro. He's been flying. He play hard, yeah, too. he played hard as fuck. Both ends. And then and then you got like Kleber who could stretch the floor. You got uh, the kid uh Trey that that uh Trey Burks, right? Who's he played well in the bubble last he year. He played extremely well in the bubble. He did not back down from him. Josh Richardson mm-hmm. finding his stride. And then Dallas, you got to feel some type of way because the team basically tanked the last two games. Just to play you. Just to play you. Mm-hmm. So if the Clippers, you got to be careful. So with this being said. Still got the Clippers. No. I got okay. The, I got the Mavs in seven. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The key to this for me is Porzingis. We know that Luca, no matter Kawhi's on him, Paul's on him, uh, Luca's going to do what he does. Who's going to be that consistent night in, night out second option? And Porzingis has the talent. He's just been inconsistent and injured. Um, like you said, the number one scoring duo in the bubble last year. Um, important. I love Tim Hardaway Jr. I like Dallas's team, but I also like the fact that the Clippers, to your point, may have a lot of bodies to play, but to me, that's a good problem to have. T. Lou's going to have to handle that problem, but it's, it, I'd rather have too much than not enough, mm-hmm. and they had definitely have too much. So adding Rondo, adding Boogie, and then they're another team like Portland, although they haven't been together as long as Portland. The, the, the Clippers have been under the clock, under the watch. What's this team going to do with these two superstars that came here? So this is a, there's more pressure. Also, what's Paul going to do in the playoffs? He came on this couch and was very confident and had a great season, like you said, although he didn't finish as strong as he should have. Um, had a great season, but 
had a message for the world that he's here, he's back, he's healthy. So we want to see that in the playoffs as well. So um, key matchup, who's your guys' key matchup in this series? Mm, I mean, it gotta it gotta be Luca. It gotta be Luca and, and Paul George, right? Like we gotta expect PG to guard Luca. Mm-hmm. And we gotta expect well, Luca go duck the smoke. He not gonna guard anybody, but. Right. I, I mean, if you just talking about head to head, that's the matchup I want to see, because Kawhi's not healthy, right? He's not going to be the Kawhi that we saw last year in the bubble. So I think the stage is set for Paul George to redeem himself from last year, and it's also set to see if Luca was a fluke or he's going to duplicate what he did last year in the bubble. So. That's my key matchup. Jack, X-Factor in this series. X-Factor, I'm going Boogie Cousins. If Ooh. Boogie can get out there and, and, and get a 15, 15 night the whole series and they can feed him and he get it in his bag, it's going to be a problem because Porzingis ain't, ain't tough enough to guard Boogie. And if Boogie can do that, that's going to open up the floor for the guards, for Paul George, for Kawhi to do their thing. So if Boogie can come in and be dominant, he might X-Factor. He's he going to help them a lot. I love that. I got the Clippers in six, so we're going to have to see. Next matchup, we have the number one Utah Jazz versus the number eight Memphis Grizzlies. Park, what do you think? You, I think you had, off camera, you had a great comment of, of why that you think the play-in came about. Let's hear your, your reasoning behind it. I, I just feel like with the play-in, right, every action has a reaction. And I think guys, and I'm not going to call their names out, but they know who they are. They started the low management shit, right? And so all of a sudden, I think the play-in tournament, in my opinion, is a is a is a good idea because it holds players and organizations accountable, not to take the regular season for granted no more, mm-hmm. right? So like, when we were playing, we used to look forward to playing every single night. 82. Like, fuck, yeah. what you talking about? We was trying to play eighty-two games, mm-hmm. and we was trying to compete for eighty-two games, mm-hmm. right? It's not like that no more. Guys are looking on the schedule, I'm coming in to coaches, I ain't playing tonight. Well, first of all, if it wasn't a pandemic and you got fans that are coming back into the stands and you got people out there who are not millionaires, who are not making six figures or whatever, who are paying their hard-earned money to come in and pay to see a certain player play the game of basketball, and all of a sudden they go there and it's a late scratch and they really not injured, is really because of low management. You cheating the fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vanessa Bryant said it mm-hmm. at, at, at the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony. She said it that Cole wanted to go out there every single night and play, banged up or whatever, for the people that was in the three hundred section. Mm-hmm. So I think th- this is why I like to play in tournament because it, it makes you motherfucking compete. Every single night in the regular season. Mm, take a seat. So now don't 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 get to that seven or eight spot where you <laughs> gotta play in that shit. Mm-hmm. Solidify your spot early. Six and up. Yeah. But back to this, uh young <laughs> Memphis team, seven players averaging double figures. Uh Utah on paper looks great. Uh, you know, number three in defensive rating, number four in offensive rating, led the league and made threes. Uh, big question again, is Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley going to be healthy enough to chase around this young, athletic, up-tempo Memphis Grizzlies team? Perk. Yeah, I see this I see this series going six. Uh, Memphis is not going to lay down. I see Utah winning in six. But this Memphis team, they got one of the most underrated backcourts in the game, Dylan, Dylan Brooks, Brooks and John Morant. Yeah. 
And and, and and when you look at the big fella down there in the middle, uh, Jonas Valentunas, he's averaging 17 and 14 a night. That's what he's giving you a night, every single night. And then you have slow-mo, right? Slow-mo, uh, Kyle Anderson. He has, he, he's been giving you a solid 13, 14 points a night at the wing position. You got Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr. So, and they feisty, like they want to be here. Mm-hmm. John Morant plays with a lot of swag, but he carries himself he, like, like he, he carries himself like you got us fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love it, but like he's on social media, like, y'all tripping. You, yeah, y'all tripping, like we coming. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to love that about him, but. I just think the Jazz experience, their depth, let's go, let's go, go six games. I give it to the Jack, Jazz. Thoughts on this young, athletic Memphis team? I'm calling upset. Oh, upset alert! Yeah, I'm calling <laughs> upset just for the reason he said, Valanciunas. I think he's gonna be a bigger factor than Rudy Gobert in this series. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna dominate the paint. Um, he's gonna punk Rudy Gobert, and I think <laughs> just like Jazz on social media telling y'all, y'all sleeping on us. I had that feeling before. And we said the same thing when they slept on us, and we shocked the world. So I think I think John was capable of doing so the same a, thing. You got a one-eight upset here, eight-one upset, huh? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I am out of yeah. I mean, like I said, Memphis <laughs> has a lot of weapons, a lot of young, and sometimes being young works for you because you just don't know no better. Like if we going out here to hoop regardless. It don't matter where the right. fuck we at, what the score, what the series is. We just going out here to play, and now they have a young, a lot of young players that can do that. So definitely interesting series. I got Utah, man, I got Utah 6-7. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're going to bounce over to the Eastern Conference where we have the number one seed, Philadelphia 76ers, versus the number eight seed, Washington Wizards. Uh, I commend the Wizards first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were in the gutter. Uh, a lot of people talking about Brad Beal needs to leave. I was one of them. Me too. Um, <laughs> Westbrook injured early but came out and had a tremendous season. Thoughts on this, but then again, Sixers, uh, MB, the boys, what Doc has them doing. I really like the 76ers, and we haven't really talked much about them. Uh, thoughts on this uh, first-round matchup, Perk? Man, I hate to say it. Y'all know how I feel about Russ, the Brody. I mean, he's a problem. I think, he, you know, when you talk about being one of the most ferocious players, right, he probably is dead in the league, right? Guys that, like, he intimidates you when he walk in the gym. But with that being said, I got the Sixers and five. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 it's just because the Wizards they don't play defense. Like, they don't play no defense at all. But the Seventy Sixers, like, when you think about how many bodies they could throw at Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, you got, you got, you got uh, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons. You got even Danny Green. You got uh, Curry, Tybos, who's mm-hmm. coming in off the bench. And, and and look, Shake this, Milton, Shake Milton, but Bill gave them fifty this year. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did. He did. He in did. Philly, he did. He did. He did. He did. But Ben Simmons, I think he's not. But but Bill not healthy though. Stack. Yeah, he's he still, not. You right. That's the only reason I'm 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 saying that. That's the only reason I said in five, and then they just don't have an answer nah, for right. for Big MB like. They don't have an answer for him at all. Like mm-hmm. he just I don't think the league has an answer for yeah, him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> the league don't have but, an answer. But but like we were saying the other day, what MB will we see though? Will he be Shaq Embiid? You know, I you know I, 
I call him a 275 pound version of Hakeem Olajuwon. Mm. Like, cause he, I mean, his footwork. If you watch his game, I mean, yeah, it, right. It's, it's sick. It's sick. I, I just, I just think Doc got these guys' attention, right? And I think it was best for both worlds, right? For Doc to leave L.A. and I think Doc, they have bought into what Doc is preaching over there. Mm-hmm. Like Tobias Harris is having his best, best season. season. You know what I mean? Self Curry. We talk about Steph, obviously, but mm-hmm. you got self fucked up. You right. know what I'm saying? On right. both ends of the floor. Well, I mean, we both got a chance to play for Doc. I think the one thing Doc is great is at encouraging players and like laying them mm-hmm. roles out. What's his thing? Be a star in your role. And it looks like everyone over there knows what the fuck they're supposed <laughs> to be doing. We had Doc on the show, and the first thing he told Ben was, I'm not tripping off you shooting threes. Just continue to be the best you. Be you. Want to shoot three, shoot them, but continue to be you. Um, I like this Philly team. You know, obviously a lot of attention in the East has gone towards the Nets, but this Philly team has flown under the radar, been consistent all season, and I think the biggest key is, like Jack said, which Embiid are we going to get? Um, obviously not a knock on Washington. Uh, you know, like I said, hats off to them for their grind, but I just don't think they have enough outside of not playing defense, and Beal is not 100% healthy. It was going to take – 100% healthy Beal and Russ to average 30 a game to even make this a series. And I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to both be able to do that. So I too have – actually, I got this as a sweep, to be honest with you. Mm. Jack, key matchup in this series? Key matchup, uh, it's hard to go with Bill. You got to go uh, Simmons and Russ. I'm pretty sure Simmons is going to guard Russ and uh, try to keep him down, try to keep him his triple-double numbers down. But it's going to be good to see them go at it. Mm. So what do you have? You have you have the Sixers. I have the Sixers in five. I feel I feel like Russ is good enough. And even an unhealthy Bill, they're good yeah. enough to pull yeah. off one. Definitely not mad at that. Next series, we have the number two Brooklyn Nets, who most have favored to win the championship, versus the Boston Celtics. Uh, obviously, losing Jalen Brown was a big hit to the Celtics down the stretch. We all saw that. Uh, Jason Tatum had to drop a 50 ball to secure that seventh seed in the playing situation. Um, Nets, they haven't had their core three, big threes, really played more than 10 games together this season. Thoughts on this series, Perk? Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Like, I, and you know what? I would have said, like, maybe five or six for Boston because of Jason Tatum, and they still have Kimball Walker, but – after listening to Brad Stevens' comments after the game the other day, I'm like, nah, it's a sweep. Like, I was I was wondering if he wanted to stop retire and go coach for the Nets. You he know, scared. Yeah, I mean, very complimentive. Too over, like, uh, like we're getting ready to go to war. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, to the casual fan, they they just it's hard for them to lose. Like, what? Yeah, he say you don't see him losing. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Like. <laughs> and then they trying to say, oh, nah, he's just trying to get his team fired up. I'm like, uh, nah, that ain't scary. Reverse yeah. psychology don't work with too many of the brothers. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> that don't work with the brothers. Yeah, I ain't with that. So Jack. I, I uh uh-uh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Jack? Uh, yeah, I, I got I mean, I got to go with Sweep. I love Tatum. Uh, this is the time where you get what you've been asking for. The three-headed monster's coming. It's time. What everybody been waiting on, it's coming. So beware. And they're going to do what they're supposed to do. Sweet. I got a sweep, too. They're going to run them over. Yep. Huh? Fournier's averaging 20 in the last seven or eight. Kimba, consistent second score. Now that Tatum's out, or excuse me, now that Brown is out, 
but I don't think any of that is going to be enough against this team. This team is just, this team is tough, man. So I, too, agree with the sweep. Next matchup we have, man, I, it kind of feels weird saying this, the four-seed New York Knicks versus the number five-seed Atlanta Hawks. Mm -hmm. uh, man, can't give Coach Tibbs enough. I think he went out there, implemented his style with a little bit of flexibility, have these dudes playing defense. Julius Randle, to me, is the most improved player in the NBA. Mm. On the flip side, Trey Young and Collins is a nice little duo. They have a lot of weapons on that side over there in Atlanta. Nate McMillan. Uh, Nate McMillan, yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, shout out Nate McMillan. The Hawks went 26-11 and 11 down the stretch with McMillan, which was the third best record in the, in the league at the time. Trey Young is fully healthy. This is going to be a fun series. Jack, talk to me about this series. It's going to be interesting. Um, I got it going seven, but I don't, I don't have a winner. Not Both sure. of these teams are new to the playoffs. Both of these teams are young. Both of these mm -hmm. coaches are still trying to figure out what they're working with. Yeah, you, both teams have all-stars. So this is going to be a, a, a basically even series. We're going to see what star shines brightest in this series and uh, and kind of separate themselves. And is, is it going to be Randall? Is it going to be uh, Trey? We're going to see. Well said. Mm. <clears throat> Man, this hard. It's going seven, but I got the Hawks. I got the Hawks beating the Knicks. Uh, I, I just, at times, the Knicks just can't score enough, right? And then at some point, you got to put up a lot of points. And I get it, right? The Knicks, the, the Knicks won. Uh, they went 3-0 against the Hawks. But Julius Randle had to have 40-plus in, in two of those games. I don't know if he's capable of doing that mm -hmm. with adjustments, right? At the power forward, like, you know, the power forward position. You need that guard, right? Derrick Rose is obviously D. Rose. But I'm looking at Trey Young, and I'm looking at him to have that Jamal Murray effect this year on the postseason. Like, he, he, he gets 25 in his sleep. But I'm looking for him to really have a breakout postseason, like to go out there and shine. Look at Collins, right? He got us out there giving you 18 and 8 a night. Clint Capella anchoring the defense. He's giving you 14 and 13 with two blocks. Then you have Lemon Pepper Lou. Lou Will coming in off the bench with Guy Lanari. Like, Bondanovich is giving you 18. The Hawks just have so, so much firepower that when it comes down possession by possession, I just think that they could they just could go on those high streaks that could pull them over the top. That's why I got the Hawks at seven. I think this is going to be a really fun series. I think they're evenly matched. Uh, two contrasting styles. I mean, the Hawks have five or six guys that can give you 20 at any given time. Um, but like I said, I like Tibbs' experience in this team. Although they're new to this, this Knicks team, it seems like they've really bought into that. And we all know that playoffs are about adjustments. So what is Atlanta going to do when they're trapping Trey Young all over the floor? You know what I mean? I think it's just small adjustments that Tibbs makes that's going to give New York the edge and looking for Julius Randle to have a big series. Derek, or Derek Rose have a big series. I got the Knicks in seven. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? 
which team is going to make this year their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Next up, we have the Milwaukee Bucks versus <laughs> the number six Miami Heat. This is a rematch from last year. I think, Perk, me and you both picked this upset on the, on the jump last year. We, we did. Both, we both had we Miami beating the number <laughs> Bet y'all won't pick it this year. <laughs> <laughs> Bet y'all won't pick that same. Yeah, y'all can't wait to hear this. Uh, <laughs> the Bucks have been my one team that I said, similar to the Clippers in the West that have been floating under the radar, switching up lineups. Uh, Giannis has been on his shit. Adding Drew Holiday is obviously going to be a huge piece to their success. And I think it's, it, it's their time to make that jump. Uh, Park, tell me about this series. Man, it's hard for me to go against them goons from Dade County. Jimmy Butler, right, bam. But I got the Bucks in six. I got the Bucks in six. I actually got the Bucks coming out of the East, to be honest with you. I think they have everything that they need and more. Giannis, I mean, we watching him take his jump shots and knock down three-point shots, but his playmaking ability has went to another level. Uh, you know, right after the All-Star game, he had a stretch of about five games where he was averaging a triple-double. And I'm looking at this, this, this Bucks team and – Miami is going to scrap, but the Bucks with, with Drew Holiday, like one of the best two-way players in the game today, like strap up the best of them. And then Chris Middleton, a guy that flies under the radar. Brooke Lopez, uh, a guy that, that, that protects the basket who don't get enough credit for what he brings to the table. But I think the thing that set the Bucks apart from everybody else, in my opinion, the two great additions that they had was Bobby Portis, Portis. You mentioned him. and P.J. Tucker. And not only for what they bring on the court, but now it's no more punking than Milwaukee Bucks. Like, Giannis and Chris Middleton could look over and be like, no, nah, I got them, I got, 
I got some big brothers over there. Mm -hmm. Cause you know like Bobby Portis, he bought that action. Mm -hmm. PJ Tucker, he bought that action. So it's not like you, you're not about to punk him. And they go give you something on the court. Bobby Portis right now, he's giving you 12 and eight off the bench. Then the Bucks could go small, put Giannis at the five, put PJ Tucker at the, in that corner, and just tell me how you gonna stop Drew Holiday and Giannis in the high pick and roll, or even Chris Middleton and Giannis in the high pick and roll. So I got the Bucks in six. I'll say seven, even though the Bucks uh, kind of figured out their mistakes from last year. I think they figured that out. They're the only team that uh, embarrassed Brooklyn back-to-back -back nights. Giannis had 50 damn to both nights. Mm -hmm. So they feeling real confident coming in. I don't I don't think they're looking over Miami, but they're coming into the series way confident than they did last year when they played them. And they're going to be a different team. Bud got these guys playing different. Like you said, with the additions they made, they look like a championship team now. They have all the dynamics, you know, that they need to be a championship team. And even though I like Miami, I, the, the hard, one of the hardest playing teams in the league, you can't never count out Jimmy Butler. Look what they did last year. But this is a whole new season. You're not surprising nobody now. Everybody know what y'all coming with, and Milwaukee don't want to have no letdowns. It's going to be a seven-game series, but I see Milwaukee win. I agree. I'm a huge fan of Miami for the way they play. You know, blue-collar. Jimmy Butler is a blue-collar superstar. I mean, that team goes as Jimmy goes. I think uh, their young shooters had a little bit of a finals hangover. Um, but they finally woken up and started shooting the ball like they're capable of shooting. I think Adam, Adam, Adam Trevor Ariza was a big mm. pickup for them, championship experience, a 3 and D guy. Mm. But with all that said, I still got the Bucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think their additions uh, that you mentioned, Bobby Portis and uh, P.J. Tucker, are going to be huge just for that reason. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you – they're going to production, but I think just the ability to, to that the Giannis and the boys know that they got some dogs in the kennel with them are going to be very important. Um, and then I think a lot of pressure is going to be taken off of Giannis from a standpoint of now you know I'm going to be in the pick and roll. I'm going to be uh, – Drew Holiday is someone who could definitely hit a lot of these big shots that people have been looking for Giannis to hit or put, like you said, at that, that pick and roll, that 1-4 pick and roll is going to be murder. So I got the Bucks in six as well. Now we have our picks for the Eastern Finals, Western Finals. And then finally, the championship. Perk, let's start with you. Perk, who do you have in the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, I got Philly. Um, they got the easy side of the bracket, right? And then I'm going with the Bucks. So that means the Bucks uh, would have to beat yeah. the Nets in the second round. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is the reason why I'm going with the Bucks is because the best thing that could happen for them is them getting Miami the first round, and now they get to get tested. Now, because we all know Eric Spolster is going to throw the the kitchen sink at them for us defensively, right? Everything they go – and when they get to Brooklyn, Giannis is going to have it his way. So I got the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right, hold on. Don't give us your pick yet. Jack? I got uh, the Nets and Philly. I don't see uh, Milwaukee getting past the Nets in the playoffs. They had They figured it out during the regular season. In the playoffs, it's going to be hard. Um, Blake and everybody, they're going to have a totally different game plan, and guys know what's at stake. Um, I feel like Brad Stevenson. I don't see uh, the Nets losing. I see them beating Philly in the finals, in the conference finals. See, the uh, the 76ers have the easy easy draw. Not easy. I mean, nothing's easy in the playoffs, but the easier road to the uh, Eastern finals. 
Um, and then I like the Nets. I mean, and the reason why it's so hard to pick against the Nets is because two of your top players can have an off night and you, and you can still win. And mm -hmm. there's not another team in the NBA that can say that. If AD and LeBron don't play well, the Lakers lose. And then again, it. I didn't mean to call, but I thought about this too while you was talking. They got Boston, right? That's going to be easy. They're going to be resting. Milwaukee going to have a fight. Brooklyn need to rest a little bit. So it's going to be the easy first round to help them going into the second round. That could be kind of like your Boston team. Didn't you guys go to seven seven games, three series in a row? Were you on that team? Yeah, we did. We went. Three game sevens, right? Yep. And then you guys beat the Lakers in the finals? No, no, we went two, two game, game sevens. sevens. Two yeah. game sevens. Mm -hmm. the, Hawks and, the Hawks and Cleveland. Yeah. And then yeah. the grind. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, again, I got Philly versus the Nets mm -hmm. in the Eastern Finals. All right, next. We go to the Western Conference Finals. Jack, who you have in the Western Finals? Uh, I'm going Lakers-Clippers. Mm. Battle of L.A. If That's what I want to see. For. That's what we are waiting for. I think I think, I think the Lakers, you know, a shoe in more in the finals than the Clippers. I think Braun and uh, AD going to do what they need to do to get there. But I think dude, those two teams will meet, will meet up in the Western Conference Finals. I'm going Jazz and Lakers. I'm going Jazz and Lakers just because I I, I think Dallas is going to upset the Clippers in the first round seven games. Uh, I think the Lakers, they could beat the Suns. They're going to beat the one out of Denver and Portland. Uh, and I just think Utah was securing that number one seed. And no matter if it does go seven games, to me, they're not losing at home. Not to, not, not to neither one of those teams. They're just not. Mm-hmm. Ah, you high on the Jazz. I'm not mad at that. Um, I, too, have the Lakers versus the Clippers Battle of L.A. Um, in the Western Finals. I think we've been waiting for this for the past two years. Again, the Clippers have flown under the radar and, you know, have slowly been stacking their deck and getting people right. Uh, Kawhi's health is going to be integral to their advancement, but um, I definitely like that Battle of L.A. in the Western Conference Finals. So we move on to our finals matchup. Perk, who do you have in the finals? Lakers and Bucks. Lakers yeah. and Bucks. Lakers and Bucks. LeBron and Giannis. Ooh, yeah, nice. that's what that's what I'm looking at. Lakers and Bucks. And your prediction? I got Lakers back to back champions. Back -back I, I I just you know, I think as the because the more that LeBron James and A D continue to play, they're gonna continue to get their rhythm. And like we saw last year, like when they when they when they're at their best, it's no stopping them. Mm -hmm. Like especially AD, mm -hmm. right? AD is one of one. Like like he's he's a he's a Kevin Garnett two point when you talk about how versatile he is. And he showed us that last year, like he dominated, like Shaq and Will Chamberlain numbers. Like mm -hmm. it was it was like that. Like he was just a fucking animal so I, I just I don't see nobody stopping them like not when they I just don't I don't see nobody <laughs> stopping them Jack man. who you got in the finals I got uh, I'm gonna go with the Clippers mm -hmm. and the Nets I just Ooh. for some reason I feel like that three-headed monster a boogie um, Surge and what's the other big guy name? Zubak. Zubak. Big Zubak. I think they they gonna argue. They gonna make it tough on AD. They gonna lean on him. They gonna lean on him. And uh, Bron's not 100 percent healthy. I think the Clippers take them and meet the Nets in the championship. And the Nets gonna do what they gonna do all playoffs: dominate and win the championship. Ooh. <laughs> Niggity yeah. Nets. Damn, you got some picks. I almost wanna 
say the Lakers just so I could not pick the Clippers. Maybe I was bad luck picking the Clippers last year. <laughs> you had uh, nothing to do with that, bro. Uh, it nah, it wasn't you. It Trust me, it okay. wasn't you. Uh, man, finals matchup. I got the I got uh, the Nets coming out of the East. I'm a big fan of the Nets. Like I said, I don't. They're gonna get tested. I don't see how much they'll get tested, but I definitely feel they'll get tested in the East. Um, coming out of the West. I hate to go against LeBron because I've gone against LeBron, and I think every time I've picked against LeBron, he's proved me wrong. That's everybody. Right. So it's their health is going to be key, and I just don't know if they can stay. They're not already not healthy, so I don't know through these rough playoffs are they going to be able to stay healthy. So I'm going to go Lakers, or excuse me, I'm going to go Clippers versus the Nets in the finals, and I think it'll be a great finals. But I have um, KD. Winning in his third championship mm. and third Finals MVP. Well, let me ask y'all a question real quick, Stack mm-hmm. and Matt. Tell me, who is y'all dark horses in the Eastern and Western Conference? Like, tell me, give me an Eastern Conference dark horse who's gonna come out of the Eastern Conference that not your favorite. My Eastern dark horse is the team you're picking to come out of the East, the Bucks. Mm. Like I said, for every reason you said, dark horse will have to be. Miami, and in the West, yeah. Mine's Portland in the West. Mine, Portland in the West. I love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine in the West is 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 Portland for sure. What like if I, they pull it off, bro? I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be, awesome be surprised. Like we like we're sitting up here talking about these picks, and in my mind, yeah. Okay. I'm sitting up. We're talking about these picks, but in my mind, I'm sitting up here saying to myself, like, this shit really up for grabs, right? Especially in the Western Conference. First time like, you can say that in the West, Yeah, though. in the West, like, I'm like, it's really up for grabs because I'm sitting up here thinking, like, nah, Portland could get hot. And mm-hmm. then I'm sitting up here saying Utah could do something. And right. Like, I want to roll with the Clippers. I had them my favorite, like, three weeks ago. But then they started <laughs> kind of, you know. Declining. Yeah, at the wrong time. So before time. we get out of here, obviously we know these playoff matchups are set. Who are some teams you feel that really have a lot of pressure on them to do something this year? Not necessarily win the championship, but you at least got to make the conference finals or the finals. Are there teams that you guys feel that are kind of on the clock as far as team and possibly going a different direction? or? I, you, I would say Boston, but they're not healthy. But Portland for sure. This is what no brainer. Portland is on the clock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Camelo, we don't know how much long Camelo gonna play. Y'all gotta hold on to him. Y'all got a healthy team right now. And everybody had a chance to play a couple games before the playoffs. So y'all got your whole team. No more excuses. Let's see what y'all gonna do. Definitely Portland. <clears throat> I said it's the Clippers. Mm, That's like they're on the clock and, and and here's why. Because I think what the Clippers do this postseason is go decide what Kawhi do as far as his contract. He's you know you think about that. Is he free in 22 after this season? I mean, he has, a play, season, he, right? no, but he has a player option. Mm-hmm. And I, I think whatever the Clippers do this year is go decide whether Kawhi stays or he goes. Okay. If he goes, where does he go? Ooh. I like him in Miami. Ooh. Him and Jimmy? Yeah, him and Jimmy got a real good relationship. Mm-hmm. Great relationship. Mm-hmm. I love him in Miami, to be honest. That's a good call. Sounds good to me. Those are the two teams I feel. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good to me. Those are the two teams I feel have a little bit of, I have some pressure on them. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of talk to, you know, we've, we've got, what, seven or eight years now, CJ and Dame together. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I mean, as those two dominant scores, is that 
backcourt or recipe for the championship. I think that's what a lot of people are asking. Like I said earlier in the show, I think the Warriors, you know, got in their way when they had their dynasty run. Injuries have plagued that team. I've always been a big fan of uh, Portland. Uh, Clippers, again on the clock. I mean, when you're the little brother in this city and you go out and get all these big free agents, you're always on the, you're always on the clock in L.A. regardless. But the moves they've made definitely put them on the clock. Um, so, like you said, I, I didn't think about that part, but, you know, what they do can possibly uh, deter or, or, or encourage Kawhi and what he's want to do. And then the Bucks. You know, I think the Bucks have a very good team. You know, Giannis has been a two-time MVP. Um, again, slid under the radar this season, but added some really key pieces um, this year. And it's not even, to me, it's not even so much about them winning a championship. It's about making that jump, at least representing, you know, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and putting up a fight. So all that said, man, I think it's going to be very exciting playoffs as we talked, very, you know, evenly matched, even starting in the first round. So hope you guys enjoyed this special What's Burning <laughs> Playoff Edition with our budger, brudger, brethren, Kendrick Lamar <laughs> Perkins. Perk, we appreciate you, man. You can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. And on Twitter and Instagram at Show Basketball. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.